What is up, Fence fam, and welcome to the Fence Expert Podcast, a podcast devoted to anything and everything fence. Whether it's tools, guests, or answering your fence-related questions, you've come to the right place. This podcast is sponsored by OZFence.store, your one-stop shop for all your fencing-related hardware. Right now, they're offering a free shipping of $150 or more, and if you use the discount code PODCAST, you can save 15% in addition to the free shipping. With all that being said, let's dive into this week's episode. What is up, Fizz fam? How is it going? So good to be back with you guys once again. Hope everyone is doing super well, surviving the heat wave that is like crossing the country right now, I think. So hope all you guys are doing super well. Today, we've got a big day. We've got a big guest coming to you live from the Expert Stainless Steel Podcast Studios. Are we calling this a podcast? That's just, are we calling this a podcast studio now? Is that what we're okay? We are calling this a podcast studio now. I don't know. We'll see. If you guys are listening on the podcast, thank you so much. You are listening to a recorded version of a live conversation I have most every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Central. If you'd like to watch it live and participate in the comments, basically search Joe Everest wherever you consume video content. It can be YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever. Just come on over and check us out. 10 a.m. most every Saturday. I say most every Saturday because sometimes life pops up. You never know. Anyway, so uh, big day. We've got the one, the only Michael Reed with us today. Michael, how are you? Good morning, Joe. I'm great. How about you? I'm better than I deserve. We'll I know. I love, I love that thing. <laughs> and I have to tell you before we get started, so you know your bumper music, your lead-in music? Yeah. So uh, my daughter loves that lead-in, so now I will be hearing it for the rest of the day. <laughs> uh, she it's good. It. So that's actually one of our team members, Matt. He uh, he ripped on that and put it together. And good. like <laughs> Behind the scenes, while it's going on, like we're here in the studio going, bump. It's good. So it's just, you know, for too much, you know, for categorizing under TMI, <laughs> and my daughter as, a, as that infant had a brain injury. And so one of the things specifically she responds very well to is music, good music. Okay. So, uh, so it, she only needs to hear it one or, once or twice more times. And so while we yeah. were getting ready to do the lead in today for five minutes, she was like, she's bumping to it. She's bumping to it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so, she'll, uh, so I'll be hearing it the rest of the day today. Good, 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 good. Well, yeah, it it's, it sticks in your mind. It does. I'll find myself kind of walk around the office doing that. Absolutely. Michael, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. I sincerely appreciate it. Of course, of course. I uh, wanted to have you on because if anyone connected with social media knows, the AFA mid-year meeting just wrapped up. It looked like you guys had a heck of a time. It, it was... Um, it was one of, you know, we had a heck of a year so far this first half of the year. So FinsTech kind of kicked it off in Oklahoma City, and that was just a great experience. And uh, this is just, there were several other things that happened between then and now, but but in terms of putting a capstone on things, um, this was a, a great event. We made some tweaks to what this event was, which I okay. think we'll talk about for a few minutes. Yeah. And um and it made all the difference. It's always been a really good meeting for AFA, but we made a few tweaks that just elevated it tremendously. Let's let's talk about that a little bit because I guess I'm not as familiar as I should be with the mid-year meeting. Um, so I'd always heard of it, and it was 
in my mind, it was kind of like a the National Board of Directors kind of got together at the upcoming convention center that was having Finstech and probably talked about that, discussed the logistics on what's going on and made sure the facility is what they were thinking it was. But it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like this year was quite a bit more just judging by, like I said, the pictures and the posts I saw, there was, there was a lot going on yeah, in addition to all that. So, um, so what you nailed it in terms of the mid-year meeting. So the mid-year meeting from AFA's corporate standpoint is that's the meeting where we adjust the budget for the year. We take a look at what was successful, what was not. So we do a budget adjustment. We have the entire board of directors together. So we're making um, strategic choices. We're discussing the direction of the organization and what we're doing. When I was a consultant for AFA, this is when I would have come in and led a, a strategic planning session or done a governance training session or something. I would have taken up some of that agenda time. Uh, but that was the kind of the traditional. So when we say the mid-year meeting, that's that's those activities. It's it's the meeting that's necessary to get the logistics down, as you suggested, for FinSTech. So we met in Nashville this year, yep. getting ready for Nashville in January next year. And this is where we say, okay, we've got these three options for an opening party. What does that look like? We've got we can do education in this part of the, the convention center, or we can do it in this part of the convention center. And so we start, we start actually laying out what that meeting looks like. So we, we walk into the, you know, the convention center property and it's empty and, and you start to envision what FinTech is going to look like six months from now. Yeah. And that's, that's the kind of the business purpose of this. What we did this year is we brought in all of the chapter presidents and we brought in um, representatives from the chapters and then we opened it up for a day and a half uh, of leadership training. And so one mm -hmm. of the one of the emphases that we're moving to in AFA has always helped to develop leaders. It's always been kind of a um, an outcome that's certainly intended but not explicitly stated. It's 62 years we've been uh, helping develop leadership uh, in companies in the organization and also for the industry. Well, now we're planting a flag and saying, you know, this, this is one of the places where leadership is developed. And so uh, we had uh, three guys from the industry, um, John McCoy, Chris Rice, uh, Sean Holland, all have fence experience, fence, fence industry experience, who also happen to have some pretty pretty extensive leadership chops. And we put those guys in a room together um, to talk not about fence leadership, but to talk just about leadership. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I followed up, you know, my, my background is in leadership development. And so I followed up, so we had the governance on the first day, you know, the business of the organization the first day, leadership on the second day. And then we talked specifically about um, how to tie the two together. I mean, in a very deliberate way. Nice. And and I will tell you, Joe, at the end of it, when we when people were talking about the experience, we kind of we uh, we went old school and did a campfire circle and went around the circle and talked about people's experience. Um, there were no tears, <laughs> but there was definitely some choked up thinking about. I, you know, some of the comments were, I always envisioned this would happen. You know, some of the some of the more experienced folks on the from the board, I always envisioned this would happen. I never thought that it would um, in this way. 
and other folks saying, I never, I've been part of another industry for 12 years. I've only been here for four and I never thought I would be able to let my, my light shine like this, like I was able to today. Um, the texts I got after about, I, I now am so clear on where the organization is going and I'm so excited about my port in it. You asked me what the what the best part of this, this that, that was the best part of this event was people walking away now connected to an A, to AFA in a new and exciting way. Oh, that's great. And, and leadership is one of those things that I think everyone strives to be better at, right? Like I, I think, it's it's something you never stop learning, never stop working on. Um, the fact that you guys are taking that on as an association, I think, speaks volumes. Well, so so I have, and I always have said this. So you know, I think we've covered my history with the organization and going back. One of the things I always said when I was a consultant working with AFA was. At the end of this experience, I want you to be able to very specifically take something from this experience home. And, and you all who volunteer for this organization, whether it's like you do on a chapter board or like sure. others do on committee work or on the board of directors, you all give up something. You carve time out of your very busy lives to be engaged in AFA. And you need to take something home from that experience and be able to apply it to your businesses. And that's this leadership piece. Um, I will tell you those three guys, uh, I probably was a, 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 I was a nice tack on, but those three guys blew it out of the water when it came to delivering expert leadership education. I believe it. Getting, getting all three in the same room is probably pretty electric just in and of itself. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Very good. Let me ask, how hard is it walking into an empty convention center and just trying to like envision the layout? I can't imagine just a massive empty room and going, oh yeah, this makes sense. Okay. So I have two answers for that. One okay. is um, I walk into that room, but there are experts on our team that do that envisioning. And, sure. Uh, so it's, I will say it's incredibly hard for me to do it. You know, I, I get it. I'm, I understand what a trade show looks like. I've been to plenty of trade shows. But that expert team that goes in, uh, whether it's Jim Howard on our team or, or Danielle Rhodes on, on the logistics team, those folks um, are listening to the feedback from the volunteers, you know, because ultimately, you know, our our job as staff people is to put into play the vision of the of the volunteers, whether it's the board of directors and what they envision for AFA or, um, you know, our FinTech committee and what they envision for that event. Our our job is to take that vision and and make that happen. Uh, and they like I you know, they knocked it out of the park in Oklahoma City in uh, in in Nashville. You know, this is going to be kind of the biggest and baddest uh, fence tech ever. And and that starts, you know, that, that doesn't start a month out. That starts <laughs> it yeah. starts here for a January meeting. Yeah. Well, and that's one thing we talked about off air was, so I'm part of this group that we put on essentially parties f to raise money for charitable uh, organizations. So one's called Wing of Palooza, where it's basically a big wing, wing cooking yeah. and eating contest. Yeah. We got... 
five or six bands that played throughout the day. It's a good time, and we raise good money. We are only so we bring about eight or ten thousand people in in one day. So we set up the day before, we run it for a day, tear it down the next day, and then we're done with it. I can't imagine, and I and we start that process eleven months before we take a month off, and then we start eleven months. And now, listen, the first month is really like what went wrong, what can we do better next time, like what do we not do next time, and so I don't mean that we go full bore in on month one, but but it is a process. It is a logistical process on making sure something like that, and that's and our event is about this big compared to like a FinSec, so I can't imagine just the volume of logistics you guys have to figure out to make it to make it where this is a compliment in that when I when I walk through the doors it seems effortless right it, it seems like it had just popped up and it seemed it seemed I don't know I don't effortless might not be the word but it seemed really really nice well I appreciate you saying that um we do the exact same we have the exact same process. We take a month off and then that, that planning starts. I think the, the, um, in both of those instances, you're dealing with volunteers who are putting, putting together a vision for the event. Yes. Yes. We, we apply staff resources to executing, but, uh, you get a group of people together and they all have different perspectives of what that event should be. You know, the exhibitors have one perception yeah. of what that event should be. The yeah. the attendees have a different perspective. Those that are there for education have a different perspective. Those yeah. that are there for the party have a different perspective. And so, so you take all of these things, and 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 I would just, you know, I'm in awe of our our staff. I always like to say, and even came up in Nashville the, today that they, they would be around the table and and they'd say, well, Michael, what's your opinion on that? And I, I turned to Danielle and I said. What's my opinion on that? Uh, <laughs> what do I think? The, yeah, because at the end of the day, um, this isn't this isn't about me and the folks who are on our staff that are expert that are running that staff. Um, you know, I I could say yes to everybody. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, and they're the ones that have to say, "You just promised that. Let's make sure we." <laughs> <laughs> right. right. For the most part, they're able to. So for sure. for the most part, they're able to. And. Um, but I'm like you. I show up at I show up at Fence Tech, and I've had a little salt and a little pepper. I've added a little salt and a little pepper along the way. But basically, I'm there and um, you know point me to what I'm supposed to be doing at each of the various times because we just have a great team in place. Absolutely. Well, you can tell because so this this year in Oklahoma City was the first year that I had been in before the show. So I was working with the, my salesman team on building out the uh, studio there. And so to watch that thing come together, I think we were there on Tuesday. So some people had already started setting up like on Monday. We showed up on Tuesday. But from Tuesday till the doors opened, it was a complete transformation too. And it was, you could tell there's some uh, choreography, that's the word, uh, going on there. Because it's all, it was all organized chaos. Maybe that's a good term for it. I I think that's what it looks like. I think that it's, it's more organized than chaos. Yes. But I, yeah. will, I will say this. You know, we have our, our vendor partners, both the folks who are sponsoring and, you know, just folks that are exhibiting. Um, you know, those folks 
are really what drive kind of the, that setup process and create that energy in the room and then create the energy for attendees. Those, those sponsors um, and, and those exhibitors who have committed to making that, you know, they, they're, they're bringing anticipation and excitement into that room. And then the, the attendees are coming in to learn something. Uh, and, and that's where, that's that where the magic happens. That's absolutely. That's where the transfiguration happens. That's, <laughs> well, and, and it was a transformation even from the morning till so. And then I walked out to the lobby and then I walked back in with the band playing. Holy cow. How cool was that? And it was it was a transformation just in that time frame, too. It's like a switch turned on and the show started. It was I can't wait to see the Nashville version of that for sure. It, it's it's going to be great. <laughs> so anyway, going back to going back to the mid-year meeting, yeah. that planning starts now. Yeah. Um, this this particular meeting was full of industry volunteers from the chapter level, from all across the country, uh, and it was it was kind of a mix of really good um, conversations about the future of the organization, combined with some good interpersonal leadership development skills, combined with um, how we tie all that together to to create a good experience for members and then the broader industry. So that's, you know, you you, you asked about the mid-year meeting and that's what the experience was. It, it was this idea of uh, how do we chart a course for the future of the industry and then how do we actually use um, what's happening at the chapter levels to advance that that interest and that that cuts across um you know kind of the social networking it cuts across government affairs it cuts across um education and service to local communities and so when people are coming together they're sharing those ideas uh, on things that are happening all across the country and it just gets everybody excited about um being part of what's happening with AFA. Well, and you mentioned the you mentioned the local chat or the regional chapters. Uh, it seemed like there's a big push. I, I saw a lot of communication coming out from the chapters during and since the mid year meeting. It seemed like that was a big priority too. Is I don't know about interface. We're making you're making the regional uh groups more of a priority priority is not the right word but we're, we're seeing a lot more communication from them is i guess what i'm trying to say it is so so um when i was hired a year ago um there were several priorities that the board of directors um pushed on to me charged me with uh, as i came on board and one of those one of the top ones was to um rethink our whole chapter strategy. And so we laid out this last year, um, a chapter roadmap to engage chapters on how to help them lead chapters. We revised the chapter incentive program on how to align the strategies of the national organization with what's, what's actually happening in the chapters. So there was a series of things that we did, including this engaged meeting to make the chapter experience better so that there was less stress on those chapter leaders. I mean, it's it's no fun. It's fun to be a chapter leader if your chapter's operating effectively and it's doing a hundred things and it feels good and you've got a full board. Uh, but there were chapters out there that were struggling with 
basic things like how to get a board engaged and how to plan their first event. And so what we did is we took those successful chapters and, and, uh, and had conversations and inspired those chapters that were uh, needing to move forward. And, and everybody was uplifted by that conversation because everybody learned something. There is, so there is an emphasis on, on the chapter experience. We, we shorthanded the national experience and then the grassroots experience but ultimately, um, chapters are just one way people get engaged with AFA. So people, people can get engaged through the chapter experience. They can get in, engaged through committee work, either at the chapter level or at the national level. And they can get involved in, um, they can get involved in our special interest groups. So women in fence or Hispanic yep. fence professionals or, or young fence professionals. And so that's how people, get engaged or how AFA is sticky to, we're a big tent, we're, we're a big, big tent. How do you get into that tent and then find your, find your passion, find your peeps? Um, and, and that's what makes AFA powerful in the lives of members. Well, and I think it's, I think the, the chapters are important to talk about because you see, one of the questions I see a lot is just kind of an, an how to get involved, right? Like how, you've got opinions on what should be doing or how they should be doing it. And like, how do I get involved? How do I stay connected? In my experience, it is through the, the chapter level. I got oh, involved yeah. with, now listen, I know, I know you can't say, this is like having kids. You can't say that you have favorites, but the best chapter has got to be the Midwest chapter. And you don't have to say it. I know that you can't, I understand that just like blink once and we'll all know. Um, <laughs> but no, Midwest well, chapter is great. We have a lot of fun. Chapter experience. We do have a chapter of the year award, right? Yeah. There's 20 chapters roughly. So there's 20 chapters. There's one award. I will say that the golf chapter won the chapter of year last year. Yeah, that's fair. And I snatched it away from the Midwest chapter. That's true. That's true. Uh, and then I know the Texas chapter is also vying for the chapter of the year. You know, there's stiff competition. It's not only stiff competition, but there's a little smack talk between the chapters about about which chapter is delivering the, the best experience for members. And and quite frankly, I don't have to choose. I don't have to choose one or the other because I love what's happening. Whether it's in, and I, and I'm going to get in trouble now because I'll name several. But <laughs> I true. love what's happening with the Florida chapter in terms of their fight. Uh, to protect licensing for their members in in Florida, and I love what the camaraderie and the communication that's happening with the Midwest chapter and the education that's happening in the Gulf South chapter, and the service that's happening. I mean, the, we we pushed a bunch of stuff out on um, the Western Pennsylvania chapter and the service project they did in building a batting cage for just what's happening and the excitement that's happening, um, and you know. I knew I'm going to get in trouble because I'm going to forget something, but the, the California course. chapter, the California chapter and the work that they're doing to, you know, unify California and, and advance, um, advance education and licensing and, and um, code development in California. It's just what's happening out in the field right now is simply amazing. Oh, sure. And it's, and it's happening because, you know, people are happy and excited about um, the direction of AFA. Well, and, and I like that you guys are bringing those all together, right? So yeah. it, 
we all there is a fair amount of just jabbing that goes back and forth but we're all kind of pushing in that same direction right and that's for to make the industry stronger and better for the next generation that comes up behind but we're all doing it in different ways right yeah. so you mentioned some are excelling at service some are excelling at education some are excelling at just management the you know the chapter management that sort of thing i like that you guys are bringing those together to say hey all right so you're good at this but you're good at that can you guys talk and try to, to kind of share some ideas to where we're not as i don't want to say lopsided but but some chapters are heavier on the education rather than service or vice versa can we meld those and make it a well-rounded strong chapter yeah, I, I think the chapter experience, just like the organizational experience, is kind of it's cyclical, right? Sure. I mean, there are up times and there are challenging times. There are enough times and challenging times. And that happens in any it happens in any business, it happens in any chapter, it happens in any association. There are there are periods of upsides and periods of, of subsides. And I think that um, what we're trying to do now is create systems and, and, and deliberate dialogues to make sure that those up and down waves are fast. So the downward sure. ones are fast. Somebody's there immediately to help you get better. I mean, that's, that's ultimately the experience. And so when we meet in Nashville, uh, we're going to talk again about chapters. We're going to bring chapter leaders together. We'll probably do another leadership academy uh, for is the whole point of the Leadership Academy was for chapters to be able to send up and coming leaders. So you know, this idea of cultivating, just like you do in the business, you're cult we're modeling what you should be doing in your business and cultivating the leadership at the, at the lower level, giving people experience before they're actually thrust into leadership roles. I like it. I like it a lot. The whole idea is that when you... I'm going to go back to a central theme here. Sure. You volunteer for AFA. The education that you get, the networking that you get, the, the things that you're exposed to, the conversations that you're exposed to make you think differently for your own business. It's, it's, it's a trade of time on your part uh, and, and, and hopefully on our part, um, the experience makes you a makes you a better leader. It makes you more educated. It just, that's, that's the trade is that you give time sure. collective, the Royal, you y'all give time. Uh, and in return, um, you're rewarded with a very strong professional and personal network education. That's, that's off the charts. Uh, and, and a way to think about how to improve your business because you were, you took a weekend out, or in this case, three days out, um, and participated in an event getting ready for you know, Finstech. Absolutely. You mentioned education at Finstech. That was one of the things I was really impressed with at Oklahoma City was that, so I sat in on a few of the educational programs, packed rooms. Yeah. Like it was, there were several that were standing room only. Yeah. Uh, I know this because I showed up a little bit late and I was standing in the back. Like there is not a seat in this room. Uh, I think there's a lot of interest in that. <laughs> I think the common thing is the theme in Nashville is don't be late. When yeah. registration opens in the, when registration opens in um, late August, early September, don't be late to register. 
don't be late to get your hotels. Don't be late to sign up for education because um, while we're going to increase, we're going to increase the size of the rooms and increase the number of education events to try to to loosen up that bottleneck. Um, we're also anticipating an increase in the number of people participating given the location and given given what we're going to do. Yeah, it's it's going to be huge. I mean, it's I mean Nashville in general is a good time. Right, like it's, and this convention center is right in the middle of the good time of Nashville. So it, uh, it's going to, I think everyone there is going to really enjoy themselves. But um, so register early because from what I remember about down there, there's not a ton of hotel rooms. Um, so the host hotel, we were talking about this a little bit before, is the Omni right there across the street. It is. And there are several in that clump, you know, it'll be January. Sure. So, you know, we're going to flip a coin and see what the weather will be like. So it will be, <laughs> be beautiful or, or it'll be cold. Yeah. Um, and, but I think at the end of the day, there's, and we've reserved enough in our hotel block to, to, to be in that central location. I think the, you know, kind of like Oklahoma city is if you're part of what's happening in that area, so maybe you don't get in the hotel, maybe maybe the Omni is not the right property for you, but the sure. Hyatt is right. Yeah. If you're in one of those properties that are right around the convention center in that downtown area, you're gonna be surrounded by other fencers. There's gonna be, there's gonna be good events happening. Uh, and, and that's what I would say is, you know, Nashville has changed a lot, there are, hotels down there and they're there right. you're going to want to stay right around the convention center so that honestly so you can roll out of bed and get to an education class and you don't have that far of a walk that's yeah. that's ultimately why you're going to want to be close to downtown because it, you're probably going to be out late the, the night before no surely not surely not not right there uh no, that's and this is going to be the fun part though right? it's a lot like oklahoma city in that it's all kind of right in that area you've got entertainment is first and foremost right there but also some really good restaurants are kind of up and down that area yep. um obviously the hotels are there but you're going to want to register early or register when it opens up because it i think it's going to be a big year i mean i think a lot of people a lot of people i've talked to are very excited about nashville not that they weren't excited about oklahoma city i i there's a few people that watch from Oklahoma, so I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is there are a lot of people excited about Nashville. Yeah, so. it will, and, and and it will be an experience. You know, the last time the last time AFA was in Oklahoma, or excuse me, the last time AFA was in Nashville, it was an experience that people still remember and talk fondly about. And so, sure. so we've had success in Nashville uh, in the past. I think this is this is going to be one of those things that if you think about if you think about events that have had great impact on you throughout you know, your career, this is going to be one of those experiences that um, you're going to learn a lot in the sessions. You're going to have the show floors got a lot of new and creative and innovative things happening on it. And, and by the way, as this all starts together, I think happy to come back and talk about that i don't want to spend sure. all our time talking about finstech although sure. that i am excited about that just given the fact that we were in nashville last week yeah well yeah you're you're coming off that meeting with all that uh, energy still going it's going strong yeah 
Um, let's talk about this. So I saw this roll out roughly around the same time as mid-year. So I'm guessing they're connected. Um, you guys kind of rolled out. I don't want, I don't know if the, if you would turn these initiatives or just, uh, focal points of the association, but can we talk about these for just a little bit? So this, the, where you belong and where you lead, where you grow and where you succeed is kind of the the overall, you know, it's not a tagline. It, it's, it's what we do kind of refreshed from a branding perspective. And okay. so, you know, the where you belong piece is the overall message about, about associations in general. But in this case, it's where you belong. It's, it's a direct, it's a direct reminder of, you are part of the industry. You belong here. Um, the meaning behind our logo, I was, this was an education for me. So that, that logo, we were going to refresh it. And the, you know, the folks in the room said, why are you going to refresh that? It's so important to what we're doing right now. You know, that three-sided fence with, with the AFA protruding from it is actually a fence. You know, a fenced perimeter security around something sure and that afa is the actual gate itself and that gate is open to allow people into it and so i think people over time have have forgotten that that message around the afa logo itself we're we're a big tent sure um but but even our logo has you know afa is the gateway afa is the way into that big tent um, and it doesn't matter whether you're a big manufacturer, small manufacturer, huge contractor, small contractor, it doesn't matter. Everyone has a, a place in that tent. Um, and that's what that you belong message is. And I will tell you, even at this last week, we, we had, I can name five people that were not attached to AFA prior to last week's event who walked away thinking to themselves, man, this was so easy getting tapped into AFA. It was so easy. Um, and I've said this to you before, Joe, when, about the, the AFA culture itself. You know, I, I talk a lot about culture and leadership and the AFA culture is something where, you know, we go down this journey together in, in the industry. And sometimes I'm going to fall off the road and you're going to pull me back on. And, and sometimes you're going to fall off the road and, and I'm going to pull you back on. And that's that sense of, that's that sense of belonging that's core to our values. The Absolutely. where you lead piece, we've, we've kind of talked about that, but it's, it's where you get good leadership practice that you can apply back to your business and where you grow is the whole education piece that we touched on a few minutes ago. It's not just the education that happens at the chapter level. It's, or at, or at FinTech, it's kind of this, this idea of where you grow as, as a leader, or excuse me, where you grow in terms of your business education and your technical education, uh, and that ultimately leads to your success. Where you belong, where you lead, where you grow, where you succeed. That's, that's kind of the brand refresh. One of the things under belong, I would maybe that falls under that header also is it, it seems like you guys have, have really made a dedicated effort to having, um, I don't want to say, I guess subgroups, right? So different groups. Right. So to use the tent analogy, 
groups within the tent, right? So the ones I've seen recently, so there's a lot of chatter in the, the women in fence, yep. but also the young fence professionals. Like that's a group. Now, it's neither of those are new groups, but I've seen a lot of just discussion in whether it is the uh, you know the pages, the Facebook pages, or like the young fence professionals chat group. I see a lot of uh, a lot of activity in there lately. So it seems like there's been a push into hey, let's keep these active, let's re-energize them, and uh, keep people connected. So. The analogy that I always use, whether you whether you went to, to a university or or you sent somebody to a university or you're paying for it, um, you go to this, you know, you graduate from high school, you go to this this giant university. It doesn't, it doesn't matter whether it's a you know college or a small college or a big university, but you go to that place and it's big to you, right? You're 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 out of your element. But you find something there, you find a band to join, you find sport to play you find uh fraternity or sorority to join you you make that big tent bigger in our case that's what young fence professionals hispanic fence professionals uh, and and women in fence do they take that big tent and they they make it make it easy all of those groups have responsibilities because women in fence has a different audience and can speak to that audience about women's women leadership in what it's like to be a, 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 a female leader in our industry. Uh, Hispanic fence professionals can provide community for folks um, so that those folks don't feel like uh, because they maybe English wasn't their first language, but they can feel like they can connect with others and still be a part of what's happening in AFA. Sure. And then, and then the, the young fence professionals is interesting because when, when it was envisioned as, as it started to evolve, it wasn't just young people, it was also people who were new to the industry. And so it was a way, if you were coming from a different industry into our industry, it was a way for you to get connected quickly. Uh, and we've, got, we've got a couple more that are, that are our, our ability to create community with people like all the people who are now instructing. So all the people who teach in fence installation school or at AF, AFAU or all the people who teach at the operator installer school. Now we're creating a community of those people, bringing those people all together so they can learn from one another. Absolutely. So it, what you described earlier about being intentional about what our chapters do, we're now also very intentional about what those special interest groups do as well. Very good. I, I like I said, I, I've seen a lot of chatter lately. So it seems like you guys are putting a lot of good effort in it, which talks about the belonging, right? So it's yeah. it's how you belong, where you belong, that sort that everyone belongs in the in the tent, but just where inside because it it is a big tent. It it is. Um, but it, but that's the value of the big tent. The value sure. of the big tent is that you can solve big problems. Yep. Um, and and some of the big problems on our on our cases, you know, what does licensing look like in those jurisdictions where licensing issues are are possible? That was what happened in Florida this past year. Um, happy to say that the law that that we helped influence um, that kept our members in business in Florida was signed by DeSantis in the last two weeks. Uh, we have a government affairs issue up in New York that is that is prohibiting some of our folks from doing um, from wanting to do pool work 
because the uh, local New York State, not local code, the New York State code is in conflict with the ASTM standard. Okay. And so if if installers install the gate the gate latch the way that um, the New York State code does, it it invalidates warranty. So we're working with manufacturers and contractors up in New York to help change that law, to help educate code officials, building code officials uh, on why things need to be a certain way. So the, the value of being in that big tent, the work that we're doing out in California with the Hummingbird Alliance on, on making sure that manual gates are just as safe as automated gates, those are big problems that we're able to solve because we have a big tent. We want people to be part of that process. You know, and, and you and I had a conversation a while ago, just talking about governance and, and California specifically. Have you heard any more on this AB5 thing? You and I talked uh, about it a while ago. Yeah, not not recently. Now, I will say one of the most exciting things that's happened this last year is that we have we have hired um, Catherine Mills Reynolds from uh, Mills Fence, and uh, she's going to take over. She has some government relations chops, so she's going to take over that responsibility. And so um, she was very busy because these are things that you know a local, uh, either a manufacturer that's in a specific area or working with a specific issue, you know, they don't know how to connect with that, with other manufacturers who have that same issue. Sure. Contractors who are struggling to get something done like this thing in New York, you know, one of the contractors talked to a, a, a state um, resource center and they were like, yeah, create a petition and have all the contractors sign that petition and that'll be the way to get this code change. Well, you know, within 15 minutes, Catherine's like, yeah, that's not how the code change at all. There's this very specific process with how the codes change. I'll get it organized uh, and you guys will, will sign on to that effort. And so, you know, the government, government affairs piece of what uh, AFA does will be a vital, vital service to, um, so what I'm basically doing is taking your issue about California and I'm going to push that on to Catherine. <laughs> well, it, so, it, it, it might be a lot for nothing, right? So, but my understanding of it, so it's impacting uh, truck drivers right now. They're in California. So right. Right. Uh, overall that a company cannot hire another company, a subcontract company that both generate revenue in the same way or in the same industry. So, a brokerage, a trucking company cannot hire other truckers that are not employed directly with the company. So it subcontractors is what I'm getting at. And right now there's carve outs, there's caveats, exemptions. So like Uber and Lyft were two that were talked about a right. lot right. because Uber generates revenue by providing transportation, but so do the drivers, right? So they were saying, well, they can't, it's not allowed now. Of course, they have government affairs, and so it, folks, and so they got some carve outs. But now it's being talked about, or I say now, uh, probably a month ago when I was uh, listening up on this via podcast, uh, they were talking about bringing it 
onto the national stage, the current administration was. So in some iteration of that, like I said, it could be a lot for nothing, but I know that our industry, there's a lot of companies that rely solely on subcontract, you know, labor to install the fences. So I think the key to, to an issue like that is that when we think about, you know, in the design build area, you know, if we think about our business being in the, that design building, whether it's in the on the commercial side, the government side, or or on the residential side, our voice, even with Catherine working full time, our voice is relatively small. But when our voice can be added with the subcontracting association, can be added to AGC, can be added to other organizations, that's when we're power. That's why having somebody who understands how to navigate that world and who can have that voice at the table. This is almost like the FinTech thing. I can carve out and, and add salt and pepper to FinTech and make it better. I can carve out and have add salt and pepper to make GR better. But this is why having an expert, having an expert on staff to care, to carry our water as an industry, that's why that's so powerful. Of course. Absolutely. Of course, of course. Um, I want to bring this back around to FinTech. I know we've talked a lot about FinTech, but there's a lot to talk about, I feel like. And in the back of my mind, I was like, you know what? I enjoyed a lot about the, the FinTech and OKC 23 uh, was the pickets and pitchers. And yeah. <laughs> I've heard some rumblings. And by that, I mean, I've seen social posts about uh, a return of pickets and pitchers uh, for 24 in Nashville. It's happening. Awesome. Uh, Very it's, exciting. It's happening. And so I think, so here's how, so when I said a few minutes ago about how people who had no experience with AFA and how easy it was to, you know, raise your hand and get tapped in. Um, so Chance and Robert, I just put on pictures in OKC. Yeah. Reached, reached out through a board member. Shelby okay. Kellen reached out through a board member and said, Hey, you know what? This should be, this should be combined. It shouldn't have a big YFP party and a big pickets and pitchers party that's separate. We there should be combined. So we had several conversations and, and they were good. And then we said, come out, come out to this event and let's kind of finalize what the details look like. And so both of them did. And it it and we ended up being on the same page even more than, than I could have ever imagined. But here's the thing about, about that experience. Yes, they were able to take this idea, this pickets and pitchers idea, but that that's all, I mean, they want to do that, but that's not ultimately what their legacy is. Sure. Both of sure. these guys want to do other stuff within the organization. So they want to get involved in education. Well, right now Chance wants to grow his business. So he, he wants to be, he wants to be um, part of, uh, absorbing what can he do to grow his business. Sure. But Robert specifically wants to do other things um, that will develop him as a leader, that will develop, you know, that will allow him to give back to the industry uh, that he's so passionate about. So when we think about how easy it is to get involved, these guys had this great idea for a social event, came in, we're going to blow this thing. Come early, register early, get your hotel early, come early. <laughs> That's the message that I'm going to be. No, it doesn't matter whether I'm with you or with somebody else, Joe. Sure. Early, early, early is the message because the kickoff party um, 
for FinTech next year is, is awesome. But I think just remember that the, the system for all of this is if you want to get involved and you want to make a difference and you want to create an impact, but you're not sure how, raise your hand and say, put me in coach and we'll find, we'll find a way to do that. And that was true for both of those guys. Nice. I'm excited. And credit to a credit, credit to a good board member who had had her ears up. And as soon as she was seeing an opportunity here, she was like, Hey, Michael, we need to, you need to talk to these guys. You need to, to, to make these guys part of what's happening at FinSec. And that's exactly how it played out. And that happens again and again, and again, with our board members, it happens with, you know, and again, it's very, you have to be careful when you start naming people because you're, sure. ine- you're inevitably going to miss somebody. But if you're talking about Scott Meckes, who runs our operator installer school, or you're talking about uh, Sam Williams, the past president running the nominations committee, part of this process for people getting involved is raising your hand and filling out uh, a willingness to serve form, which is on the website. Sure, uh, sure. And, and that's how you raise your hand. And then you get, you get to be plugged in to what's happening in women in fence or Hispanic fence professionals or you know, that, yeah. that's what, that's what makes this really awesome. Absolutely. So talking about getting plugged in, I saw an email come through, uh, it might've been last week um, calling for, um, Oh, I don't want to say educators, but seminar leaders for fence tech. Yeah. So that's probably something to talk about too, is that, you know, if, if you have a message that you feel will really resonate with the industry, uh, you can reach out, through the website again and say, Hey, here's what I have. Here's what I, you know, here's what I can help bring to the table as far as these educational seminars as well. Yeah. So, um, there is, there's two ways to get tapped in. If you want to speak at FinSTech that you, you do a call for proposal, our call for proposals is out. You mm-hmm. can, you can specifically volunteer to speak at FinSTech. If you want to get involved in AFA, that's a willingness to serve form. And okay. Or the other thing is that you just, you know, you go to your local chapter and participate at the chapter level and then get tapped in that way. So it's 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 not hard. It's it's thinking to yourself, you know what, I I really should be active in in my trade association. I, sure. I should. And and then you find what you're passionate about, and that's what you do. You don't just you may not be clear on what you're doing because we do a lot of different stuff, but come in and raise your hand and then we'll find the place that you're most passionate about. So you You don't have to go out and get a little job to start with. Sure. Sure. And then see where it goes. Absolutely. How does one, so somebody, so say somebody's watching and actually, so I'll highlight the comment here. Um, We, we all know this, this, individual so brian's interested in getting involved in the california chapter and i think i highlight it because it probably is a a question about how do people get plugged in with their region to find out if they have a regional chapter uh and then get plugged in with that regional chapter so on the afa website all the chapters are listed with the contact information for that chapter president or whomever they've designated as being the contact person okay and reach directly out to that chapter president. Very good. Very good. Get plugged in just directly with him. And it's all on the, let me, let's do this. Let's, uh, since I've got this all connected, 
So we would probably just uh, see. So I just want to respond. Right there. I just want to respond to Kamen. I just flipped over from private chat to comment. I just want to respond to Kamen. There are plenty of Airbnb apartments right down there. Just remember, we have we have a room block that we have to fill. It's much better to be in one of those properties close to sure. um, property, and and that and that helps drive the whole train and the whole experience as well. If you're if you're in an Airbnb, uh, that's great. There are you know, there are people who do that. I think what ends up happening is that you miss out on part of the experience of being around uh, other folks and staying in the hotel with other folks. So sure. uh, not that that, not that people do do that. I understand yeah. that people do. I just didn't want that comment to go by the wayside without. Sure. Uh, our meeting planning, planning folks would have said, you missed an opportunity there. I don't want to <laughs> yell that for my staff. No, 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 no. So, but that, but that is a, a good point to make is you do miss out on the camaraderie you see there. Absolutely. Sometimes Absolutely. at the bar, at the hotel bar, I have had some good conversations uh, depending on where we were. So last year I took, because of our, uh, because I brought the whole team for the social media thing we're doing there with Matt, uh, we ended up getting Airbnb, Airbnb and, uh, you do feel a bit more disconnected because ours was a little bit of a drive and we weren't, once we got there, it was just us and we weren't, it was a different feel, right? We were a little bit more, uh, unconnected, disconnected. Yeah. So fair. Well, I will say, I will say this as a plug for staying close to where things are happening. Not for everybody in the industry, but it's very likely you will be out late <laughs> before it will be much yeah. better and easier for you to <laughs> stay in a hotel close to the convention center so that yep. you can shower or not and then get to the show floor and the education session. I, I'm just saying, I think that's my roll out yeah. for some people. Yeah. Please shower. Well, let's yeah. not leave the or not. Let's just, everybody showers. Let's just make that up. Yeah. And I understand, listen, there's some people are, are shower before bed. Some people are showering when you get up. Equal opportunity here. As long as everybody's showering at some point, we're okay. Let's let's go through some of the comments. I was that was a fair point, Michael. We've kind of left these out. So Matt is with us. A good morning, happy day, everyone. And then Matt goes on to say, "Thanks for the kind words. Glad your daughter rocks out to the intro." So this is Matt who made yeah, the yeah. intro loop there. Yeah, it's so good. Like we've been listening to it for probably a year now and i still catch myself just kind of bopping along to it yeah it's it's got a good it's got a good vibe absolutely can says uh, good morning to the best show in fizz thank you so much canon interested to hear what's new in afa and i gotta admit i'm proud to see what's going on industry-wide keep up the good work so let's uh well let me, let's catch up with some comments real quick so brian said good morning from vegas Share me, what is up? Coming to us from Texas. Good to see you again. All right, so Candace has Go Vols. And I've got this thing. I can always tell, like, where somebody is, like, geographically in the country by where they ask me about the color, right? So I was just over the CLFMI, Chainlink Fence Manufacturers Institute, had a meeting, their summer meeting over in uh, West Virginia. And uh, unfortunately, I spent a good amount of time in the Charlotte airport. And it was, like, 
Auburn was a big one. We're like, hey, is that or uh, Clemson or whatever? Whoever's orange. And I'm like, oh, okay. So yeah, we're definitely on the East Coast. But then Cannons of Vols, or at least said Vols, and or you hear Oklahoma or Texas is one I get here regionally here a lot. So, anyway. so Joe, Joe, <laughs> there is only one orange. Orange. <laughs> uh i know like i said you can tell where someone's heart's at by uh where they where they associate with the color orange <laughs> josh rand what's yeah, up just josh? kidding Cannon. just kidding Cannon. <laughs> aloha from heber city utah joe i like so josh always helps me out he throws a couple extra e's in there just to help me remember how to properly pronunciate this heber city utah thank you for your time and efforts uh, put into connecting us with information. Fence Tech in Oklahoma was awesome. Keep it up. I'm so, I get guys. I get just as much out of these conversations as you guys do. So it's it's fun for both uh, for both of us for sure. My Fence Life podcast. We know this guy. What's up, Mike and Joe? Keep on fencing. Hello, hello. James Oliver says good morning from North Carolina. Love the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I was just. Unfortunately, uh, Mark here and I stayed overnight in your great state. Well, actually, no, we had to go all the way to South Carolina to get a hotel. Never mind. So, anyway, but welcome to North Carolina. And then he said from another account, is this the same? Looks like the same. I don't know. James Oliver also says this. James Oliver says, Good morning from North Carolina. Longtime watcher. Always great content. Thank you so much, James. Kim Wells says, Good morning. Good morning, Kim. We're getting all the podcasts in today. Protecting your radius podcast. What's up, Nate? Nashville was awesome last week. Finstech 24 in January is going to be off the chain. I got to think up a new saying. So it was like, so we did Finstech 22 was in New Orleans. And we said, what's new in 22? And then this was OKC. So it was OKC in 23. We got to think up. I got to think on this. What is it going to be? Nashville in 24. That doesn't rhyme. I don't know. I'll have to put some thought into this. Steve, what is up, Steve? Looking forward to coming to Vegas. I look forward to seeing you there, Steve. Robert Looker says, hey, hey, how's it goes, my dude and dudettes? Hello, Robert. And then Steve says, go Eagles. I don't. Steve, we were having a conversation about orange. Okay. Like, we weren't talking about, like, we were talking about orange. Okay. And then we we did bring up college. So, I'll anyway. So, <laughs> my alma mater is uh, Missouri State. So, um, the Go Bears, okay, like it is for everyone. And not, listen, can we talk about for a second that Missouri State is not Mizzou? So, they're not the same. Okay, we're not. I'm going to leave it there. Don't associate us with Mizzou. So, Michael, it has been a heck of a year. I want to wrap this up quick. We're already at the hour, so let's – sorry. I like to yeah. try to keep it close to an hour. I, I love it. I love it. Let's talk about – so wrapping up year one, plus yeah. or minus a little bit. It's It's yeah. been a big year, I think. Um, what, what would you say some key takeaways this year from your experience have been? Well, you just – I mean, you know, I'll blow a little smoke. Uh, I think your interview pulled out a lot of it, Joe. I think when we talk about the GR efforts was a huge success. I think we started the year strong uh, coming out of Oklahoma City and bringing the industry together. Um, I think that the, 
the movement we've made with chapter volunteers has been very important. I, I think that those are the things that, that mark um, this first year. And, and, um, and it's not been easy. I mean, uh, Tony Thornton, I mean, he's, he's a tough act to follow. Sure. Big boost. Uh, and Tony had certain strengths coming into uh, the certain strengths that, that took him through his entire time. And, and my skill set's different than Tony's. Sure. Uh, well, while I, while I don't, have the same industry experience and knowledge that Tony had, you know, my strength is how to pull the best part of the chapters together, how to pull the industry together, how to pull the leadership component of this together. And, um, and, and I think when we look at, when we look at AFA, um, I think the thing I'm most proud of after one year is kind of the synergy that we're working with. So how do we bring, um, how do we bring people together? How do we chart a really clear vision for what AFA does for members? Um, and then how do we allow other, how do we bring other folks to share their talents and to share their vision of what the future of the industry should be? How do we, how do we, how do we create that big tent where everybody's part of it and we're all moving forward um, that that's what I'm most proud of. I, I don't think we're completely there, sure. but I think the stage is set. And I think now we're putting the stage is set. Now we're putting the band together and the band is a big band. Maybe it's more like an orchestra. Sure. So my perspective outside looking in, sure. I, I, I think your superpower, at least from, like I said, from my perspective, what I've seen is as an integrator. Um, so it, it seems like you do a really good job at saying you are great at this and you are great at that. And they could be people or they could be segments of the industry or whatever, putting them together and say, you should work together. And here's, here's how I think they should work together. But um, just like I said, my, just my perspective, just from my insight, what little it may be into uh, the behind the scenes aspect of it. Uh, it seems like that's, that's what your superpower is. That's what you're good at is interacting and look to your, to use your words, creating synergy in these different groups. Yeah. Uh, well, I appreciate that, Joe. I, I, um, that's a good superpower to have. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I thank you for saying that. I, I think you, I think you're onto something. I need to, I, I want to make it clear though. This isn't, this is never about me personally. Sure. And, and, and my goal, I told the guys, I told everybody this when we were together last week, my goal is to create an environment where the volunteers get the industry experience that they want. And, and that's, that's our staff's responsibility, just to make sure that the volunteers get the experience that they want. And I know that being the executive director of AFA comes with certain responsibilities to lead, to be out in front, to have my face associated with driving the, I get it, like I get it. But at the end of the day, it's, it's not about me. It's about how do, how do I create a system that we're advancing professional development, we're advancing uh, licensing in the, in the areas that we want, that, that want it, that we are, we are doing things that make, people's businesses grow. That's, 
that's what I'm responsible for. And, and, and we're doing it. We're doing it one company at a time, one leader at a time. So. It's been a big year. I think, yes. I think when we look at the previous 12 months to today, I think there's been a lot of accomplishments and, and I think we're headed in a really solid direction. Um, we haven't talked about very much the, the certification end of it. How's that going? So, so Nick's kind of at the helm of the education certification. Is that right? So Nick handles all the professional development piece. So very okay. specifically the way that our system, it's kind of a best practice to separate your credentialing work and your professional development work. What I would okay. suggest is we could spend a whole nother hour talking about this. <laughs> yeah. My sure. suggestion is have Nick on, have yeah. Nick and Sarah on to talk about that. Okay. And that that's a, that's easily another hour's worth of yeah, but I, I just I didn't want to miss that part. I kind of stick it through my head of like things that stick out to me this year. And that's one of them. Right. Is that there is a very dedicated push into the that side of the industry of Without education certification development. The board, the, the board of directors, when they brought me on, also brought Nick on. Nick, for, for folks who know Nick, Nick is a straight up subject matter expert, especially on uh, the gate automation side. Uh, understands the fence industry side very well. I think the key is to elevate our education, AFA's education programs and how people are moving, using, um, how people are moving through their career in the fence industry. And then the certification pieces is how they demonstrate their expertise, you know, in terms of testing for those folks that think it's important. So Absolutely. everybody thinks education is important. Sure. There's, a, there's certainly a few folks who think that there's certainly folks who think that the certification of that is important. Yeah. Uh, and so we're, we're doing, we're juggling both of those balls. The, the key part is to make sure that every single education program that goes out the door uh, has the potential to, to uh, move somebody's business and move somebody's life. Absolutely. I like it a lot. So Nathan has a, has a, suggestion so come and see good old 20 good old tennessee in 24 come and see good old tennessee see the problem is none of that rhymes with four see the the key to like okc in 23 and what's new in 22 like it well let's work on this now let's let's get let's we'll dial this in a little bit and then steve says he will be there in nashville steve can't wait to see you Michael, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you being so giving of your time. It, I huge thank you because we I usually reach out like, hey, you know, I saw the mid year meetings over. You want to talk about it? And the answer is always yes. So I appreciate that a lot. Well, and and vice versa. And and I and I purposely um, I want social media is so powerful in our industry. So in, in my mind, I'm happy to do any of these, but I would just return the favor or return the compliment and say, anytime, anytime I can come on, that'd be great. I just want to make sure that I help you deliver good content. So whether, sure. you know, whether it's with Dan, with, with anybody, Dan yeah. or Nathan or you or whomever, I just want to make sure that I give, I give good content that that's different. I don't want to come sure. in now. You know, we covered so much today. I think, you know, Dan's going to be like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan's going to be like, now what do I talk about? So, so I think, you know, anytime, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And um, I look forward to seeing you or talking to you soon. 
Absolutely. I look forward to it as well. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Appreciate you giving up your time. Uh, we'll see you guys next week for the next live Q&A. Ask the experts live Q&A. That's what we're calling this thing. All right, guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'll see you next week. Oh, I suppose I probably should say this is Joe Evers, the fence expert, reminding you, good fences make good neighbors. I'll see you later.